Hey guys, and welcome to Lovecast, the Boys Love Podcast, where we talk about everything related to boys love. I'm your host, Pixie, and with me are my co-hosts, Alexa and Coco. Hi guys. Hello. Yay, we're all back again. Coco's back. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> Today for tea time, we are going to talk a little bit about um again as always (laughs) yeah this will be a little bit of old news because we're filming this like three weeks in ahead of time but um got suspended from twitter which we already talked about i'm sure we did i think we did mention it but he got suspended and no one really knows why but i'm guessing just from what he's written on Twitter before that someone might have found his like old tweets about report. Yeah, where he basically doxes people and like Yeah. yeah. He does because that. he he posted screenshots from conversations with people who were illegally uploading his movies where mm-hmm. he showed their all um, their information. Yeah. And that's illegal on twitter like that's against the uh, community lines so it would be enough to get him suspended honestly it could have been like any tweet he puts out on any given day that got him suspended yeah about <laughs> yeah. times he calls someone a bitch yeah and even if like he might argue that it's just a joke most of the times but even when on um, another person gets offended by it it's not a joke anymore (laughs) so like it takes a lot to get suspended off twitter i mean usually if you do something wrong they'll just silence you for a week or something yeah and you can post back again but he got his full account suspended and it's not it was a couple days too yeah and he's not gotten it back he had to make a new one i think yeah yeah he did so obviously Twitter is like happy with his account. Yeah, yeah, it has to be bad enough that they won't give it back to him. Yeah. So he returned with a new account and with the hashtag "Om is back." Oh god, <laughs> he really like makes it seem like someone was trying to take him down because he was like, "I'm mm. back, bitches!" Like mm-hmm. no one cares. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I'm back, <laughs> haters. Whatever, bitches. Something. Yeah, it was a whole thing, and I'm just. I went through all his, all the replies to his new tweets on the new account, and no one was like, hating yeah. on him or anything. Everyone was like, "Welcome back," and yeah, there was no hate. So I don't know where he got that from. Always just thinks everyone's out to attack him. Like I don't. Yeah. Honestly, it could have just been, like, a routine thing that a bot caught that got him suspended. Like, it maybe yeah, wasn't even a person that reported people. him. Yeah. But yeah. he's making it seem like a bajillion people banded together. Yeah, from what I've talked to people who don't really appreciate how he acts on social media, they just say that they ignore him. Like, no <laughs> one wants to take that fight so they just ignore whatever because they've seen what happens if you like try and fight him in quotation marks or like call him out then like he'll sick Mm. his people on you and no one wants to deal with that yeah so they just ignore him but he's still making a big deal out of it which 
I think it's maybe you should like just relax a little bit and just try and act a little bit professional. He's yeah on social media. He's a director promoting his shows. He's a director. Yes, it's even if it's his private account, it's still connected to him as a director and to his project and the actors on those projects too. Mhm. Cuz everything he does reflects on the people around him and stuff. So he needs to just sit back and chill. A little maybe make a fan account that no one knows. Yeah, like a private or something. Yeah. Just don't do it on the account connected to all these actors and movies and yeah, because even if no one is saying anything, they'll just ignore whatever he's working on. They won't watch it. They yeah. won't support it. They'll still form opinions of him. Yeah. Like, you get more with honey than you do with vinegar, right? Mm. So being nice to people is a better way to promote your stuff or ask for support than being aggressive. Yeah. Yeah. Just a general lesson. Mm-hmm. And one of the new news was that all the clips from Minkit from Two Moons 2 were privated. Mode Village had to private them because J9 are in China. And I'm guessing the show they're on forced them to private the clips. Yeah. Because of censorship? Mm. Question mark? That's the only thing I can think of. Yeah, because China is really known for censoring BL, like Boys mm -hmm. Love. So I'm guessing that's the only reason. Like, if you expect to see J9 in more BL. <laughs> yeah, I think it's really going to depend on how they do in these shows. I mean, mm. I don't know, like, what type of programs are on. I think, I guess they're, like, music ones. I don't, I haven't followed anything about them, but like, mm. if one of them makes it to the final round or both of them and they start developing a career in China, then like, I can't see them coming back to do like BL here, at least not anytime soon. Mm. And I'm really mm. curious about like what that would do for their pairing. Cause even since they've been over there, they haven't really been seen together a lot. One, mm -hmm. probably because of like the, ideas around BL around there and and censorship mm -hmm. and they don't need to promote as a couple the way they do in Thailand so like I'm mm -hmm. I'm curious to see the farther they get in these programs like what it'll do for them as a, a pairing in BL and just like their careers here in Thailand in general yeah I mean, they're gonna go where the money is and if they're making money in China and that means not doing the BL then I doubt yeah. they're gonna come back yeah, honestly. Like people have been saying that maybe they look like they are not enjoying themselves, but still, like, they wouldn't be there if they didn't want to. Yeah. And I think that they're in a much better position in China than they were with Motive Village in honestly. Thailand. They probably would have just yeah. been sitting out their contracts like Ben and Pavel at this point. Mm -hmm. Or pushed into Two Moons 3. Yeah. So they're probably in the best place, but I can't see them coming back and doing BL in Thailand after this, to be honest. Yeah, but, unless it's a situation where, like, they both do not great over there and they mm. come back and are, like, 
trying to get back into the yeah on people's radar or something like that so Mm -hmm. but yeah i'm really curious to see what will happen around the time that all of their contracts are supposed to expire because i don't even know Mm -hmm. i mean i'm assuming if moda village is privating those videos they're still tied to j9 but like Mm -hmm. i'm curious to see i mean it's pretty much a given that ben and pavel are gonna leave when their contracts end so i'm curious to see if J9 will choose to stay with them, if they'll go freelance and stay over China indefinitely, or if we'll even mm. know what's going on. So, yeah. Yeah, and, like, there's plenty of people who want to take, like, Ben into their projects yeah. and stuff when he gets out of the contract. So hopefully that will happen soon. Other than that, we have, they announced a Together special episode. Yeah. Do we know what's it it's gonna be about? I heard some rumors that it was gonna be like a wedding or something. Yeah, so I don't think there's that many details on it. Like, is it only gonna be one episode or a couple episodes, like still together? Mm-hmm. The only tidbit I've seen is that there will be a wedding. My guess mm-hmm. my my money's on one of the side couples, like Man Type mm-hmm. or Green Dim. Mm-hmm. I actually think it's Green Dim. Mm. yeah it's so common for a show to be like "Ooh, surprise wedding to like make you Uh think it's the main couple and then it's just not and they're just there at the wedding so like i don't see it being yeah yeah like bright and wind they just they have a lot of projects ahead Mm. they have a lot they to do so i don't think like they'll have time to do like a whole special episode just dedicated to them yeah so I think they'll just show up for like one scene or something. I would love for it to be man type. I want to mm. see Top Tap and Mike get a series together. And like the more yes. content we get of them, the more likely that is to happen. So like I would yeah. love for it to be man type focused. True. Yeah, and they we saw and still together. They moved in together and are really yeah. like homey. <laughs> Very serious established relationship going on. Mm-hmm. So that will be interesting, but it's definitely not going to be yeah. bright and win getting no, married. I don't yeah. see it at all. I mean, I would truly yeah. be surprised if it was them that ended up getting married, but I don't think it mm-hmm. will be. Yeah. But yeah, I don't think we have much info on when that's coming out. I'm assuming sometime in the next couple months, though. Mm-hmm. And a transition from Together, Piof, uh, who directed Still Together, A Tale of a Thousand Stars, and He's Coming to Me, are some of them. He just recently got engaged with his boyfriend. Yeah. It was so cute. Yeah, they've been together 16 cute. years. Uh, that's so, insane. Like, that's exciting oh, for him. Yeah. I'm so happy for him. We love love. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm definitely, definitely. So that's great. And that's everything we have for tea time today. Yeah. Pretty low key tea time. Mm-hmm. And today for the main topic, we were gonna talk about tropes. The good, the bad, and the evil. <laughs> <laughs> everything in between as everything. well. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought it would just be interesting because I know I was thinking about like in recent weeks when Pixie, you've been like raving over We Best Love. You're always like, <laughs> mm-hmm. it's tropey, but like it's tropes done well. And like that mm-hmm. was one of um, 
that was kind of one of our original topics we had thrown out there when we were just like putting together a whole list of things we eventually wanted to talk Mm -hmm. about so I felt like you know with We Best Love and just kind of bringing stuff like that up a lot lately it would be a, a good time to have that discussion but yeah yeah definitely we'll start on the the good end uh what's your like favorite tropes oh i would say mine soulmates like finding each other yeah i love the soulmates Mm -hmm. i just love the thought of like someone being so tight and so in love with someone that you just Mm. you're just destined to be together i think it's just like a fairy tale kind of thing it's very romantic yeah it's just like I want that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just gonna watch it in dream. Soulmate. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Mew. Hello. <laughs> Time is ticking. Mew. I is here. Coco is here waiting. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Alexa? I have two. I really like. I like enemies to lovers, but I like yeah. I honestly like friends <laughs> to lovers better than enemies to lovers. I know that's like an okay. unpopular opinion, but I love <laughs> the idea of like having been close to someone your whole life and then you start to realize that oh, like I don't just like them as a friendship way and just like seeing characters kind of navigate realizing that their feelings for like their best friend are are romantic feelings. Like I I just love it. Mhm. And then the other one that I love is fake dating. Yeah. Turn real dating, usually. Yeah, I love a good mm-hmm. fake dating trope use well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those are my probably my two favorite. That's the key word, used well. <laughs> yes, used well. <laughs> yeah, like mine has always trope. been uh, enemies to lovers. I've mm. actually been in one of Kayla's videos where she asked the people to give their favorite oh yeah so mm, and most people were going for the enemies to lovers Mm -hmm. yeah like my reason for it is for some reason i have like i'm a really passionate person myself like i can get really passionate about stuff to the point Mm -hmm. that i probably seem a little scary to people (laughs) (laughs) That's why I kind of like seeing that on screen as well. Like passion Mm -hmm. and aggression and anger are a part of passion. It doesn't really necessarily need to be passion, but it's a part of it, Mm -hmm. which I like. And I like the transition of anger into like lust or love, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Yeah. Like there's a thin line there. It's like those I enjoy those them. scenes when they're like arguing and then like they get like really intense and then like it just turns into like a kiss or something like that. Like mm-hmm. those are yeah. some peak like enemies to lovers moments. Yes, <laughs> definitely. I just in general I like seeing passion on screen. Mm. Like I like fluff too. I think fluff has its space, but I really. But you want a bit of fire. You get the yeah. ball of fluffs, mm. like, 24-7. Yeah. But it's like, spice. For <laughs> me, like, when I was dating, when I was younger, <laughs> <laughs> like, I enjoyed the relationships I enjoyed the most, or, like, in dating and stuff, were the relationships where you weren't afraid to say what you mean, and mm. you weren't afraid to, like, just go for it. Like, there was passion and that meant that okay you might be 
screaming at each other at one point and just at another point just being all lustful or whatever it's mm-hmm. it's hard to describe but it just yeah. it gives more it's like the adrenaline rush right yeah it's like brings life to things yeah if you had a relationship that was constantly like oh yeah fluffy mm-hmm. and like you'd get bored and you would want something else yeah. whereas if you already have like a bit of that in the relationship then I think it just makes it like it's like yeah real life basically mm-hmm. for me like if you don't argue with your partner yeah, that means that they wrong. don't care yeah, yeah they don't just, care right it needs to be if you're not so. arguing you're not caring yeah <laughs> just comfortable yeah so I really enjoyed that in shows as well I'm speaking from a no relationship uh, <laughs> Um, yeah Yeah. I mean we all know BL is full of tropes so I feel like Mm -hmm. even like our favorite ones there's been good examples and there's been bad examples Mm -hmm. I definitely feel like lately they've been trying to turn a lot of tropes on their head and kind Mm -hmm. of do them a bit differently which is like nice to see like Coco Mm -hmm. mentioned soulmates I feel like until we meet again although it was kind of like classic red string of fate it was a new trope to bl at least so like it made it Mm -hmm. feel fresh and new yeah and i think that's like that was really fun to watch so yeah what are some of like tropes that happen within a show that you kind of seen so many times you get a little tired of it like it's supposed to be romantic or whatever but you're just Mm -hmm. like what one for me, one example, when I see, like, this happens in every freaking Thai show. When they do the wipe down, oh, wiping they wipe down their them body. down with a cloth. <laughs> like when someone's sick or something. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. Like, you can't go out in the rain oh. and die. Like, come on. <laughs> like, they need to wipe them down every time. And I'm just, Why? <laughs> and it's like yeah it is like really a painted to be like an, oh my gosh I'm like I'm touching his body but it's like he's supposed to be sick like you should just yeah. like why why is this making you like aroused or whatever is <laughs> happening is in the this... moment <laughs> why is that supposed to be romantic but it's kind of okay I get that in Thailand it's a lot hotter and it's a lot more <laughs> normal to do wipe downs like but, we don't yeah, do like... that shit in Norway <laughs> If you're sick, stay in your room and stay away from me. <laughs> like, it's too freaking uh, cold in Norway to sit and just use a cloth to wipe people down. Like, yeah, it would be weird to shower every day here because you would be too cold. But I get that in Thailand, that's a normal thing that right. happens. And maybe it's like a fantasy for the girls there. I don't know. To be wiped down by a boy <laughs> I maybe I, I, don't <laughs> I want you to wipe me down with this cloth I like I don't want to be like judgmental because it's like it's a culture thing but I, I yeah. honestly it's so overused <laughs> and for us like international fans it's it's we don't get it yeah I yeah. never like I mean like to an extent I get like 
if someone's sick, you put a cloth on their head to help cool them mm-hmm. down or or break the fever and stuff like that. But like, mm-hmm. I've never had like growing up when I was sick, like my mom never like wiped down my body or like, mm-hmm. like, yeah, she would maybe put Same. a cloth on my head and like dab at my head or something here and there, like when mm-hmm. I was really young. But like, yeah, that's just not a thing that happens here where like you, mm-hmm. especially not like someone else, I guess, at least not in my personal mm-hmm. experience, like sitting beside you like wiping down your body i mean i've seen it in korean dramas yeah. too so maybe it's just like a it's like western thing yeah maybe it just doesn't happen in western countries but i don't mm. i've never i feel the same way it's always felt kind of like awkward mm-hmm. to me yeah yeah when you're sick here you just get all the go in your room like in, yeah, it's like, in my room. house it's just like go in your room lie down and just stay yeah. there and stay away from me <laughs> don't get anyone I else sick <laughs> Just stay exactly. in your bed, sweating <laughs> until it's over, and then we'll clean up. And yeah, and yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. I get it. Is there anything else you guys like have noticed that kind of annoys you? Like typical things that always happens. I'm so tired of. First of all, like in general, there's a a lot of tropes around female characters in BL. Like we're they're either the crazy Fujishi who like screams every time the guys even go near each other or mm-hmm. she's like the crazy evil ex-girlfriend but like the evil mm-hmm. ex-girlfriend is my least favorite one in the world because a lot of the times it's just like unnecessary like they'll bring in a random female character or someone who the one of the male leads wasn't even attached to before to make her and extra love interest to create conflict like that's exactly what happened in together like she was mm-hmm. not in the entire series for the most part and then they brought her in in episode 11 and was like yes yeah, she is suddenly in love with Sadawa and she needs to tell mm-hmm. him like it, it's frustrating to me and sometimes like they are central to the plot like I'm thinking of together with me where like the whole thing was centered around the fact that Nock had a girlfriend and I mean, she got a little bit crazy there at some points, but, like, at that point, she's been there since the beginning, and, like, him having a significant other is a very big part of the story. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of the times where they will just, like, bring in a random female character who's suddenly in love with one of the male characters or feels like she owns him, even though they've never been dating that kind of thing Mm -hmm. too where she's like oh you you can only belong to me and if you're not gonna date me then you can't date anyone type of thing yeah so i don't know i just want to see i know boys love isn't about girls the female characters but like if you're gonna have a world without females doesn't exist exactly like they're in the show so why not give them like some decent storyline or like make them like a little bit more full fleshed out to some extent bring in some mm-hmm. new type of character i don't know yeah yeah you know what really annoys me about the food joshi is when correct me if i'm remembering wrong here but like in two moons too you have sammy mm-hmm. she has no actual plot no. thing in no. the story she's just there she's there's there. no reason for her to be there yeah, she'll look, follow them around, scream when they see She's each other. Stalking. And that's like, especially in Two Moons too. that was like her whole role. Yeah. I think she yeah. they gave her a little bit better and Until We Meet Again, because like she mm-hmm. wasn't 
she got crazy. a parody, and she was like actually friends with the the two like mm-hmm. parm and team yep. so like she had a little bit of agency but like in two moons too she was only in scenes to like scream and like she literally mm-hmm. would follow them around places <laughs> i was just like why yeah because in until we meet again she was kind of pushing the boys to towards their partners mm-hmm. so she, like, she actually a had fan. a reason to yeah be yeah but she wasn't like but- my I'm just gonna scream over these random guys who I don't even know type mm. Fujoshi character. Mm. Like, she's worth, like, a proper storyline. Yeah, she's so cute. I say oh. give her a storyline with ya. Yes. As- yeah. mm. they are so- they've got such good chemistry, even as friends, like, yeah, just I give really, her a storyline. I really enjoy seeing them. I know she has, um, yeah. like, a GL project coming up with Wabi Sabi, which I think it might just be, like, a yeah. short series or a one episode type thing but i'm really looking forward to them hopefully giving her some some better characters since she's officially signed with them i don't know if she was or wasn't before but now she's like officially one of their talent so that's exciting yeah i think for the girls love they are gonna like check the waters and see if it actually can draw people so i hope it does well Mm -hmm. you know i would really love to see some more Mm -hmm. You know, one thing that kind of annoys me is the whole term Fujoshi, because yeah. it literally means rotten girl. I have never liked that term, I'm going to be yeah. honest. I know that a lot of people have reclaimed it, mm-hmm. but... I mean, is that like a word you want to reclaim? Like yeah. rotten girl? Exactly. I mean, can't you just find a new one? <laughs> I mean, but yeah. I do think a lot of people actually don't know the meaning of Fujoshi. Like, mm-hmm. they just think it's like a fangirl, right? Mm-hmm. But yeah, it basically means a rotten girl who's obsessed with male-to-male relationships. Yeah, I feel the same way. And I always hesitate to say that mm-hmm. because I know that like, it originates from a country and a type Mm -hmm. of fan culture that I did not grow up in Mm -hmm. and I'm not, was not raised in, but yeah, just like knowing the word as its original meaning. I've never been comfortable calling myself a Fujoshi Mm -hmm. and I don't, I don't like to. Yeah. Are there any other ones that you really, really, really hate? (laughs) We kind of um, talked about one in Discord the other day and like, it's kind of depends because like we were talking about jealousy Mm -hmm. right pixie Mm -hmm. yeah yeah yeah. there are times when it can be used so well Mm -hmm. like like you said like when it's kind of bringing passion and like if it's helping one of the characters realize they have romantic feelings Mm -hmm. for the other because they're getting jealous and they can't figure out why Mm -hmm. but like in in specific we were talking about my engineer and Mm -hmm. bond and how his jealousy leads him to be so possessive and jump to conclusions and the type of jealousy yeah where he like wants to forbid duan from like talking to other guys Mm -hmm. and that kind of stuff and like when it that kind of jealousy which is unfortunately i think very common in in bl's like a very overbearing like possessive to the point of forbidding your partner to do things type partner Mm -hmm. and one of the male leads like that's when I, i really don't enjoy watching it yeah so it kind of really depends on how they use the jealousy and like how extreme they go to with it. Mm-hmm. But 
Yeah, that one can kind of sometimes to line into being pretty yeah. big annoying for me. Because jealousy before you're in a relationship is a tool to get you to realize that you mm-hmm. want to be in that relationship. But once mm-hmm. you're exactly. in a relationship and you use the jealousy as a plot point, that is so wrong on so many levels because if yeah. you are jealous of your partner, that means you don't trust your partner. And Mm-hmm. often it's a mirroring of how yourself feel like it means that you don't trust yourself because you think exactly you could do something like that so you can imagine your partner doing something like that yeah so it's just a reflection on your own insecurities it's just not how mm-hmm. to port- portray a healthy relationship like no. that much yeah. jealousy in a relationship is just not healthy mm-hmm exactly and it's not romantic either like i don't want to see you see someone being like so so scared and like insecure that their partner is going to cheat on Mm. them or leave them that they try to forbid them from seeing other people or being around certain people like that's not romance to me (laughs) possession to that extent isn't romantic yeah especially like when the partner has never really showed any signs that they couldn't be trusted Mm -hmm. like dune it's a lot of times he doesn't he's like naive and stuff but he's dating bon he wouldn't like go after frong frong Frong? oh frong Yeah. yeah and that's why i was like He's a little oblivious to when people are flirting with him. Mm-hmm. Yes, but he never like reciprocated any type of flirting. Like he couldn't, he didn't register that people were flirting mm-hmm. with him. Like he just thought he was having a regular conversation with someone, and it frustrated me that Bon was always like automatically assuming the worst of him just because he saw other people. In some cases, they weren't even flirting yeah. with him. Like he was also jealous of Tata at one point who is his freaking yeah. cousin so like it was just yeah. like anytime someone who wasn't bond was talking to him he was like assume the worst of duet and i was just like this poor little boy wholesome little boy has never even been in a relationship before mm-hmm. essentially like where would he how would he know when someone's flirting with him how to go about cheating discreetly and all that type of stuff yeah and if you don't notice people flirting with you usually you're not interested right <laughs> exactly you're not picking up on those signals because you're not looking for them Mm -hmm. like you're just seeing people as people like you should be able to talk to people like i've still got like ex-boyfriends that i am friends with and my current boyfriend is also friends with them after knowing they're my exes because he trusts me and knows that there's nothing there anymore. Like, there's no chance that, like, I would go back to one of my exes. Like, why the hell should right. I? Like, we have a relationship where we trust each other. I couldn't imagine him cheating on me. Like, that's not, that hasn't yeah. even once entered my mind. It's not even in your head. No, never. Yeah. And that's because it never entered in my own mind that I could be able to cheat. Like, mm-hmm. I never thought the thought to cheat on him which is why i also never thought the thought that he could cheat on me he would cheat on you Mm -hmm. it's it's trust you trust trust ones you trust right Mm -hmm. yeah i really hate the jealousy thing are there any you feel like they could use more 
That's a good question. Like, are like forced to live together? They could use that more. Mm. Yes, yeah. forced cohabitation. Yeah, that's one of my favorites too. I'm actually trying to think of like examples of BLs where that has happened. I know there are probably some that I've seen, mm. but I'm like blanking on. I guess Tarn type was technically, I don't know if it was forced, yeah. but it was like yeah. cohabitation. Yeah. Kind of the closest I think they've ever got though. Mm. I mean, it's... Yeah. Yeah. I really don't think we've seen that. Mm. We could see more. I think that was like when it's forced cohabitation. Yeah. yeah, forced cohabitation and like there's only one bed type thing. <laughs> yeah, and they're not engineers. Give them some other please. <laughs> like, if you think about it, a manner of death is kind of forced cohabitation. Uh, yeah. yeah, I guess it is because he stayed at his own home without fear of getting attacked. Yeah. So, yeah, and that one also did, there's only one bed too mm-hmm. because he didn't have any other furniture yeah. in his house. And, like, spoiler alert, in the book, they have separate bedrooms. That's something they did for the oh. series. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> Anyways, who needs a bed? That's Max so can just protect them. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Max is the bed. <laughs> I love that so much that like Bond was like pretending or playing so hard that he like didn't trust Tan at all and then like he was like oh yeah I'll share the bed with you yeah Tan was ready to like go sleep on the couch or something and Bond was just like no let's just uh let's just sleep in the bed together Mm -hmm. like yeah like he was in the book they didn't show this in the series as much but Bond was really did not trust Tan at all for the yeah. longest time. Like it took almost to the end of the book for them to actually trust each other. Interesting. Tan was always like into Bun, like from the start. Like he was like devoted from the start. But mm-hmm. Bun was kind of playing with Tan's feelings and using that to manipulate him so that he could get mm-hmm. out of it with his life intact. Like, he was doing it for self-preservation. And afterwards... Yeah, that's very different from Serious Bun. Mm-hmm. And afterwards, when everything was, like, done with and he moved away, Bun realized that, like, he had pretended for such a long time that he had actually caught those feelings and, yeah. Mm. So they kind of portrayed it really differently in the in the series. But I get it. Yeah, I get why they did, did it. Different. Yeah. They couldn't have taken the time to do it, like in the book, because... To develop it out. Yeah, yeah, it wouldn't be realistic. So I get why they did what they did, but yeah. No, I I think, like, Man of Death doesn't actually have that many, like, normal tropes in it. Classic tropes. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's what made it so... I mean, I don't want to say revolutionary, but it's definitely very different from anything that we've really seen in mm-hmm. in BL to date at least like not in a school setting mm-hmm. they're not engineers of any type no women to ruin their world <laughs> yeah no like evil women well that, but oh, yeah but it's not evil in the sense that she's trying <laughs> to mind. ruin their relationship <laughs> yeah <laughs> no evil ex-girlfriend yes. let's say yes. it that way so yeah they definitely like and like there's like a little bit of like kind of like aggression mm-hmm. and push and pull but like the good kind you like you mentioned mm-hmm. like that makes I mean it's just like part of Maxwell's like passion that they have in general like mm-hmm. 
any type of scene they have, you're like, this is some sexual tension yeah. going on right here. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I definitely think, in general, it has not been very tropey at all. Uh-huh. And we were kind of um, talking about, in the episode with Louis, a lot of Filipino BLs, I feel like, are also kind of turning tropes on their head mm-hmm. or getting rid of a lot of the tropes that we've seen in a lot of Thai BLs or using them in a different manner. Yeah. Like, I keep thinking about it because I just watched it recently, but like, Gaia saw Pelicula, mm-hmm. like, so different than what I was expecting. And it was so socially aware, mm-hmm. which I mentioned um, in that episode, which kind of just like really shocked me. And I feel like a lot of them are kind of taking a different route. And it's, I guess it's maybe because the, the industry is different there and the culture around LGBT people seems like it might be a little bit different there. Mm-hmm. But like, it's been really cool to see how a lot of the Filipino BLs kind of tackle tropes differently than what we've seen in, in Thai BL. Yeah, everyone except my day. <laughs> <laughs> my day to basically like, took yeah, every Thai trope there is and just put it in one script. It's like the laziest thing ever. So a lot of them, I don't think, I'm sure there's even more, some of the ones that we haven't even, you know, mm. thought about that are tropey as all hell, but I guess the ones that have gained a lot of traction have gained so for a reason, yeah. and that's because they aren't the typical tropes that we've seen in BL over the last couple years. Yeah, and like the Korean ones, they are very different as well. Like, I kind of feel like yeah. they're making their own tropes. <laughs> They're like, they're doing a lot of typical Korean drama tropes, mm. but those are very different than BL tropes, which is, so it's cool to see like a lot of typical Korean drama storylines used with BL, mm. a BL relationship. Yeah, that's kind of interesting because that will make like the Korean public kind of see something familiar. Yeah, exactly. Like it's a normal K-drama, all the normal stuff that you see in a K-drama, except the protagonists are both guys instead yeah. of a guy and a girl. That's really interesting. I wonder if that's like opening up the market even more because like Korea is known for being like anti LGBTQ. So yeah. I mean, I hope so. There's definitely been some K dramas recently that have definitely been a lot more open about sexuality. Mm. So hopefully that is meaning that there is a path that in combination with us starting to see some BL, like hopefully that means there's a path to more open forms of media there. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully. Are there anything else on tropes? Like the shows that are airing right now, can you think of any like tropes that you feel have been used a lot in them? Well, A Tale of a Thousand Stars, I don't think it's like... Because, like, when I think of tropey, I think of cliche, yeah. and I don't think they're using it in a cliche no. way, but they're kind of doing the stoic guy, the one stoic one, and the one that's more bubbly and lifelike and, and really um, bright and energetic, and the stoic guy only smiles around. I mean, not that, like, Poopa's not, like, the most stoic mm-hmm. male BL lead that I've ever seen before, but, like, he's known for being strict and stern, but, like... Tian's the one person who kind of makes him smile and lets his guard down mm. type trope. Like, that one's pretty common, I feel like. But mm. A Tale of a Thousand Stars is very unique in a lot of other ways. So it makes that trope feel 
kind of unique to the setting of that drama as well. Yeah, and I think it's kind of unique that they made him gay to begin with, right? Like, yeah. it's not just the heart that's doing it. It's not mm-hmm. just Tian. It's he's actually gay to start. Yeah, and has feelings for Tian as Tian, not just because he has Torfun's heart, which we all worried about. Yeah, we were talking a lot about that. <laughs> yeah. So I, I appreciate that. I think it's a good choice to make. Mm-hmm. I agree. And especially like in the evolving market right now, because people won't just watch anything anymore. Like, mm-hmm. the last year we've got standards are raised. Yeah, we've gotten so much BL the last year that people won't just stand for like whatever they. Yeah, people want to see something actually good. Yeah, that's why it's kind of interesting. The new Japanese one. It's adapted from manga. Oh, yeah, the one that's supposed to like parody. Yeah, it's like a parody. I read oh, it. That'll be it's, interesting. It's a parody. This guy lives in a BL world, and like everyone is like dating other men, and he's kind of going through every day trying to avoid those typical tropes, <laughs> so mm-hmm. that he won't get like a pairing with that guy because he likes girls. And, like, things like, it's kind of funny because he avoids, like, bringing, if he's out drinking with his friends, like, there, one of his friends gets really drunk and he keeps avoiding, like, the uh, bringing that friend home because that's a typical, yeah. like, bonding moment. Set up yeah. Part, yeah. <laughs> like, the whole manga is filled with tropes and it's pretty hilarious. I'm, I'm... It's going to be interesting to see how they... Yeah, that sounds like it's going to be really good. Mm-hmm. What else is airing? I don't know if anything... I'm looking at like the list of currently airing shows right now, and I realize that I'm not watching a lot of them. <laughs> yeah. So I can't speak to like what tropes they're yeah, using and, and how they're using them. I mean, we, we talked about We Best Love a lot mm-hmm. and how they've used a lot of the classic tropes really well. Mm-hmm. At the time we're recording this, we can't really speak to Fighting Mr. Second yet, yeah. but I mean, from the trailer, it looks like it'll have still a lot of classic. From the trailer, it looks like it'll still have a lot of the tropes that we saw in the first season, and I'm I'm really excited to see how they're going to do them. Yeah, because it seems like from the first season, they went from enemies to lovers, and now they'll like go back mm-hmm. to enemies back to lovers. I'm here for it. I like those slaps in the trailer. I'm they were like he can slap me if he like, wants to. And he's like throwing <laughs> throwing Shu Yi on the couch. Yeah. And I was like, what uh, is going on here? Oh my gosh. I saw I saw TikTok and they were like, look at his face. He's feeling it. I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and suits and everything and I'm just mm, oh yeah yes. the businessman aspect it's gonna be it's gonna be fire yeah I'm excited for yeah, it yeah me too me too <laughs> should we go into ongoing and upcoming we're at almost at 50 minutes okay yeah so currently airing so I guess like we said we're recording this on the 20th of February but it's not coming out until March 9th so Mm -hmm. 
I try to think ahead as much as possible about what will still be airing at that time and what will have started. So hopefully I didn't miss anything, but if I did, cut me some slack, guys. So we still have, well, Manner of Death just ended. So we'll we'll be ending in a couple of days right Mm -hmm. now, but will have ended by the time this comes out. So that's no longer on our currently airing list which is sad, Mm -hmm. but we have discussed doing a review of the series for our patrons. So maybe that's something you guys can look out for that should be coming or may already be up at the time. Mm -hmm. So we now have lovely writer on Wednesdays on WeTV. I'm really excited for this one. I can't wait. I'm I'm hoping that it really lives up to my expectations Mm -hmm. because I've been waiting for this for so long and the trailer that just released looked really good and True. I'm just like really excited for it. I've been watching all of the cow up content and they're just really fun together. So mm-hmm. fingers crossed that this lives up to all of the hype that I have built up in my head about <laughs> it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's Wednesdays and that's going to be on WeTV. I don't know if they've said yet if they're doing the typical WeTV format where VIP users get to see one episode ahead. Mm. I'm assuming that they will, but I guess we'll have to wait until the first episode drops to really know. Mm. And then we jump to Fridays, which has a lot as usual. So, of course, we still have A Tale of Thousand Stars, which is Fridays on the GMM TV YouTube and usually premieres with subs or has subs right after, Mm. so you don't have to wait long. We have Brothers the Series, which is Line TV. I still don't know. Actually, I know one person who has been, Ariel has been mm-hmm, watching this show mm-hmm. and he seems to say good things about it. Yeah. So I'm just so skeptical. He's the only person I've like seen that's brothers. watching it. I'm, yeah, I'm still really skeptical about it. Yeah, I'm going to watch it through Ariel. Mm-hmm. And if he says it's good through the end, then maybe I'll binge yeah, it. Same. But I haven't seen many other people besides him that I see on my timeline and on mm-hmm. my feeds talking about it True. so but that's uh friday's online tv mm-hmm. we have the korean web drama you make me dance is currently going i think it's doing two episodes a week on fridays okay. and that's vicky we tv i think view as well mm-hmm. we tv is probably going to be the one that gets the subs up first because we all know vicky is pretty slow with them yeah. so if you have access to WeTV, that might be your best bet if you want to watch it day that it airs. I was thinking, like, for those people who are looking for, like, an easy way to watch stuff on WeTV and have the money for it, get the VIP. It's totally worth it. It's like, so worth it's it. It's so worth it. And just get a VPN. If you never used a VPN before, it's mm-hmm. very easy. And I'll leave a link in the description on the VPN that I personally use. Um, It's super easy to use. And you can use the free version. Of course, the one that costs money works better. But the free one works Mm -hmm. as well. So it's really no problem. I think VIP is so worth it. Yeah, I usually use the servers either in Philippines or Taiwanese or in Thailand. Mm. Those usually work for most most of the shows yeah 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 i had to use one a couple of times for cherry magic mm-hmm. and yeah i didn't have it as long like once i got connected i didn't have any problems watching it 
luckily a lot of the shows the we tv originals are available within the u.s so i don't have to use it for those but the vip i think it's like 5.99 a month Mm -hmm. and obviously like if you don't have the money no pressure but it's honestly really worth it and Mm -hmm. it seems like we tv is going to be keeping a big hand in the bl industry i saw some tweets that they're looking for like suggestions for BL like novels and manga to adapt into series in the coming years mm-hmm. for like WeTV originals. So I think they're really trying to like they're going for it. The claim in the industry, yeah. yeah. So it would be more worth it to have a VTV Vic pass than to have the Vicky pass. Honestly, than like Vicky, yeah. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I agree with that. Yeah. So WeTV is definitely worth it because speaking of WeTV. We Best Love Fighting Mr. Second Mm -hmm. is airing on VTV on Fridays as well. That's Taiwanese six episodes and hopefully it's going to be really good as well. We have a Filipino drama, Ben X Gym Forever, (laughs) is airing on Fridays. (laughs) It is on a paid service upstream, so I don't know how expensive that is, how accessible it is to people outside of the Philippines. If they're going to upload it on like YouTube or something for free down the line, I haven't really seen a lot of info about that, but right now it's, it's paid on a service called Upstream. So if you're interested in seeing that, <laughs> that's where you have to go to get it. Mm. Also paid airing on Saturdays on Gaga Ulala mm. is the My Bromance 2. I still don't, haven't seen too many people watching that one, probably because of the paywall, but it does have fluke in a touch and fluke from sodas the original season if you're fans of either of those actors sundays it's not a bl but i included it because a lot of bl actors are part of it and i know a lot of people wanted to see it you never eat alone is now being released for international fans with english subtitles on the copy a bangkok youtube so i think they uploaded the first episode on YouTube on Valentine's Day. So by the time this goes up, the first couple episodes should be available on YouTube for international fans to watch. Mm-hmm. And and like I said, it's not a BL, but it has a lot of people's favorite BL actors in it. So yeah, I figured it's worthwhile to include in there for anyone who might be interested in seeing that project. Because I know a lot of people were interested in watching mm-hmm. it and we didn't have access for yeah. a long time so what people should know about that one i watched the first episode and if you didn't like why 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 then i'm not sure you're gonna like this because it's got the same mm. chaotic energy as why 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 and while it's not it's good to know as aggressive with the hilarities it's <laughs> it's still yeah like there there's like a fight going on just as an example, there's a fight and suddenly they're holding each other's pants. Oh. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> that happens. Okay. okay. <laughs> so it's it's a little weird, but I liked YYY. I oh, thought that like you go into the crack like knowing it's cracked, then it's fine. And yeah. I thought it was funny, but I do know that it's very not everyone is gonna like it just because it's yeah very different. <laughs> interesting that's good to know i i would not have expected it to be like that based on like the clips Mm -hmm. not clips like the stills and stuff that i've seen from Mm -hmm. it so good information for people to have 
And then finally, um, we have the Vietnamese drama See Him, which airs on the 15th and 30th of every month. So by the time this goes out, there should be a new episode coming up pretty soon. And that is available on YouTube and it is being subbed for international fans to watch with English subtitles. Yeah. And that is all I have for the currently airing list at the moment. Yep. Coco, do you have anything? Yeah, there's not much, like, other than what Alexa mentioned for Marsha. I'll start for, like, I'll say for the start of April. There's mm-hmm. Call It What You Want, <laughs> if you mm-hmm. want to watch it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I am. And I think the only other one is, like, a confirmed start date is Fish Upon the Sky. Yeah, yeah that's one just true. got its start. Yeah, but Call It What You Want is on... Okay, Gaga Ulala? Is that how you say it? And a fish upon the sky, I don't know. I think the trailer was on YouTube. That's GMMTV. Yeah, it's GMMTV. It'll be on. Yeah. But other than that, nothing. Oh, there's also um, History 4. Yes, History 4. Yeah, that's right. I think a lot of people have mixed hesitation hesitating feelings about right now i I feel like based on some of the trailers we've seen yeah but based on what's been released so far it kind of it feels like we're taking like 10 steps back steps back (laughs) (laughs) compared to some of the other history series we've gotten so i hope we're wrong and i hope it's like misleading um the stuff we've gotten so far because i have really high hopes for it but like because it's Taiwanese and it is history, like it, it trapped was so amazing. So yeah. yeah, they've done some so well. Mm-hmm. It would be really sad to see it like go very badly. Yeah. <laughs> but we'll just have to wait and see, I guess. Hopefully, it crossed. doesn't just totally screw up. I'm looking forward to it. Like I'm, I haven't seen any trailer, so I'll probably just not watch any trailer. <laughs> it just blind. dive yeah. straight in. <laughs> Probably a good idea. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) When was the movie coming out, the Perth and Bass movie coming out? Wasn't that March? It might be April or March. I felt like it was like the 6th of March or something. On Bass's birthday? Was that it? That's possible. It's been such a long time since we heard anything, so I can't really remember. 6th of April. Oh, April. Okay, they pushed it that far back. So that's still pretty close. Yeah. Yeah. Like, are they going to keep just pushing it and pushing it? (laughs) I don't know. I mean, I guess if they're really intent, I think that they want to be able to do a movie theater release. Oh, yeah. Is my guess. And because Thailand upped some of their COVID restrictions again, Mm -hmm. that's why it was originally pushed. Because it was only supposed to come out, like, this month in a couple of days the original date says february 25th yeah and now it's still all the way back in april so i guess it'll depend on my assumption is because they want to do a movie theater release Mm -hmm. i don't know why else they would be pushing it unless you know there is something that they needed to refilm or something along those lines but True. We'll see. I'm curious to see how that one goes too, because that is a pairing I never expected to see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's it, right? Yeah. 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 
So we encourage everyone to kind of check out our Patreon and the rewards there. Like the smallest tier is only five euros and it gives you early access to the podcast and we'll be making a lot of content to put on there. So yeah. And also we have for all the Patreons, if you join the BL Cafe uh, Discord server, we have like our own little channel just for the patrons where we talk with everyone mm-hmm. and Depends share episodes early and... early information and share what we're doing we have like a lot of plans yeah. and we yeah we have exciting things are coming guys yes we are talking to people and we will Yay. have more guests on and it's really exciting so stay tuned <laughs> And subscribe to the channel so you can stay up to date for everything happening. Sometimes we do release extra episodes like the Valentine's Mm -hmm. episode and like the video so people can find us. Share on your social media if you can. It really helps us to grow. Follow us on our social medias as well, Mm -hmm. which are always down in the descriptions. We are the podcast is on Instagram, Mm -hmm. Twitter. And our personal Twitters are in there, too, if you wanted to follow any of us as well. Yeah. And you can also find the podcast on Spotify. So if, like, you can't watch it on YouTube, then it's easy to just get it on Spotify. And if you're a Patreon and you get the episodes early, you can choose which app you listen to the episode from through the Patreon, right? So if you want to listen to it through Mm -hmm. Apple Music or anything else then you can you choose yourself yeah that was it it's a really cool feature okay guys bye bye bye